and a one and a two and a five, six, seven, eight. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Nikki Whitecar. <laughs> Formerly knee, if you will. Uh, Nikki Sanak is <laughs> Rachel's old buddy from, from uh, Baltimore, Maryland. I have since married and uh, my old name was Nikki Sanak. As you may recall when I was here last week, I've since, <laughs> I've since married. And, uh, and now my last name, it sounds fake, but Rachel did some digging and found out that <clears throat> In fact, I am now known as Mrs. Nikki Whitecar. I'm crying. (laughs) Poor uh, Nikki Sinakis. Falcon Crest, Maryland. I'm from Falcon Crest, Maryland, where Rachel grew up, right next to, what did I call it? Where the hell is Falcon Crest? I make these things up, Rachel. It's all fiction. (laughs) You got a good job with Rocky Point last week. I know. I had a lot of people were telling us about how they grew up there and knew someone from there. Let's just jump in there real quick and say, like, sorry, we got first night. Well... (laughs) It was, I was Nikki, I'm Nikki Whitecar, formerly, mm-hmm. Nikki Whitecar, Nisanakis. Uh, I was also, if I wasn't, if I wasn't able to find that name that you sent me, I was going to be Richard Gere, the star of the hit film, First Night. <laughs> Which was not the one that we were thinking of. <laughs> Which was not a Night's Tale, starring Heath Ledger. And it's funny, those no movies came out six years apart, but yet not somehow even. I always say the wrong name and I know them like to not be the same movie. First Night, I believe, is like a very serious yeah. film about like King Arthur or something. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I'm Nikki Whitecar coming to you live from uh, Falcon Crest, Maryland. <laughs> Hoping Falcon that everybody's having like a, a country club. Well, it was a TV show, Falcon Crest. Uh, it, was like a, it was in the vein of the dynasty, like the nighttime soaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hour-long nighttime soaps. Nice. In the 1980s, Falcon Crest. If I hold out, if I... That's in place of if I do now. It goes... Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> so that's Someone me. kind of breathing. Kind that's of singing. That's me, Nikki Whitecar. I hope everybody's... I was here last week. I was Nikki Sanakis last week. I've since been married. Now I am Nikki Whitecar, and I'm here for Which all... sounds like a very fake name. That is, I mean, I can't even believe it. Because yeah. here, here, Broomheads let you in on the let, let, peek behind the curtain a little bit. Rachel sent me a text to tell me that she found Nikki Sanakis and that, uh, and her autocorrect changed it to Nikki Whitecap, which was <laughs> White Cap, which is almost better. But then she said, no, it's Nikki Whitecar. And I was like, no, it's not. I don't, I can't. It's like not a real name, right? Like it just sounds so fake. How did you find me? Nikki Whitecar. Um, I did a Facebook search and I guess that she used to have her maiden name on it. It doesn't have it there now, but it's it found her by the search. What am I, I doing I, these days? Am I, am I, am I a mom? Am I a... She's a lawyer and I think oh. a mom. She still lives oh. in Maryland. Um, I'm doing great. I'm, f- yeah. fucking, killing I'm yeah. fucking killing it. Yeah, she. I think she does like employment law, which is actually kind of interesting. Like unions, God bless. Unions I'm doing. Bust. I am doing great. What mm-hmm. I'm fighting the good fight every day. I got a couple of kids. 
I got a nice last name, a new, new, nice, new last name, mm-hmm. a new so lease on life, <laughs> Yeah, you know, a new lease on a white car. <laughs> you know what? She doesn't look so tan either. She's, she stopped going to the tanning beds. I hope, I hope I didn't, uh, moving on. <laughs> so Pat, what episode are we up to? I didn't even do like, how you doing, Rach? You're trying to rush oh, wow. through this? Okay, sorry, sorry. I know, we. I felt like we were getting through this Nikki White car thing very quickly, so. First Night was a movie that we, we <laughs> talked about. First Night, Richard Gere and uh, and uh, Sean Connery. By which you mean A Night's Tale. No, f- no, wait. <laughs> no, A Night's Tale is what we were talking about. With yes, but we called it Jeff First Trump's. Night, yeah. We were both a talking about people. the same movie, but with the wrong title. You know what I love about the damn broomheads, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I love that everybody's like, guys, listen, no, no judgment on you. I just gotta let you know. Yeah. You're, you're talking about you were you were talking about a night still, not first night. Always do that, broomheads. Tell us when we're tell wrong. Tell us when we're wrong. Because <laughs> we're dickheads. And at least I am a, certainly a dickhead. And Rachel's not as big I'm a, a little dickhead. bit of one. Yeah, you're like a moderate, to, uh, you know, like moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, and Pat is definitely a dickhead. <laughs> moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. God bless. If you have plaque psoriasis and you feel, and I, if that was offensive to you, I'm sorry. But My, my mom help. actually works for a dermatologist who treats that. I I'm gonna be I'm gonna lay all my cards on the table. I I always sing that song if when that commercial comes on. Adrian can attest to the fact that if that commercial comes on, I go moderate to severe black psoriasis. Wait, is that the song in the commercial? No, I just made a song made up. up. Yeah. This is like my friends. We made up songs. Um, when we uh, so we went to Catholic school, so they couldn't teach us about sex, which will come up in this episode. Ah, a lot. Good segue. Um, good segue for thirty five minutes from now. <laughs> Yeah, well, whenever we get there. Um, so they taught us about sex ed in biology class instead. And we made up jingles for a bunch of different birth control. Oh, great. Do you remember any of them? I Zell remember Jams. some of them. <laughs> Zell get... is not Zell Jams. What's that? <laughs> no, but I've heard that one. I feel like that's, there's always someone who seems extra confident after Zell they start Jams. taking Zell It Jams. might be moderate to severe blood psoriasis. <laughs> they're, they're confident because one of their health problems has been resolved, but I'm not sure which. And it, I don't think that it is a Viagra-like pill. So I don't think it's that obvious. Could be moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Yeah, because if you, had moderate, if you have moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, you probably are not going out with your friends, you know, because it's, it's you've got plaque psoriasis. It's terrible. Moderate to severe is a lot. Is that like yeah. 80 to 90% of your body? Well, no, moderate would be far less, I would imagine. 50? 40, 40 to 50. Mm-hmm. And then severe. Severe could be like 98, you know, it could yeah, go yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope that I haven't offended the broomheads by singing my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis song. But do you, do you want to hear our jingles? Yeah, I would love okay, to. Okay, okay. So we Are only you, had... Oh, go ahead. What? It looked like you were looking down, like you were going to oh, read them. Like no, you had no, them no. I, I know these by heart. We also had, uh, we had a lot of other jingles. Like we had one for LBJ that was to OPP that didn't work very well, but, mm-hmm. but we tried it anyway. Um, 
So Lyndon Baines Johnson. Yes, we had. uh, So there's two that we had. One was for Deborah Prevera, (laughs) which was uh, is the shot that you get every three months in your arm. Mm -hmm. And both of these, I'll I'll do the full thing. So it's the depo shot, the depo shot. Every three months, it's a depo shot. They always end with the thumbs up. <laughs> That's pretty good. That one's and pretty then good. The other pretty one, good. the other one was for Norplant, which was the predecessor to Nexplanon, which is a rod that they embed into your arm. Mm-hmm. And so that one, that one goes, Norplant in your arm, Norplant. <laughs> so let's so just, just say you say the name of the of the drug and then where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or how often you take it. I mean, we really should have made up more. Like we were in 10th grade. So like, this was as creative yeah. as we got. <laughs> Nor plant in your arm. It's not going to do you harm. Ooh, see, you're going there. Make and you're sure riding. you don't have a baby in your pussy. Because <laughs> that, I don't know if you know this, but that's where the baby is. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't do a lot of jingle writing in high school. I feel like I'm not even supposed to say pussy. Well, I mean, I think you're allowed to. It's just a question of whether it's a good sh- idea. I probably shouldn't say it. But you know, I'm an ally. Mm-hmm. An ally McBeal. You know, that's what I always call myself. Everybody's Are you just like, a dancing baby? Whenever, yeah. <laughs> Remember when the dance, that was like such a huge thing, the dancing baby. Well, oh I never God. watched, I never I, watched that show. So a friend sent me a um, music video recently for some young person whose name escapes me because I don't know the cool kids that. What is it? A TikTok? What was it? No, it was a music video, like an actual music video. And someone did a song about the 90s or about 1999. It's the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> the Smashing Pumpkins certainly have a very famous song called nine, No, 1979. Yeah. Shake Town, 1999. Exactly. Let me look up who this is so I don't. And it's not Prince. So, oh, it's Shh. Charlie XCX. Oh, she's very famous. Yeah. So she wrote a song called 1999. And I watched the music video and it's a lot of throwback things. But I was sitting there going, that's 1997. That's 1998. That's 2001. And then I realized I should have been a 90s scholar. Is that they showed job? like the Titanic mm. Is that uh, a job movie in there. And Titanic was not in 1999. No, but this girl was too young to know. That's the problem. Charlie XCX. Yeah. Yeah. Shake down 1999. Cool kids. Yeah. That, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Smashing pumpkins. Smashing pumpkins. We are like I like this one. I mean, obviously, you if you yeah. listen to the show long enough, I've seen them multiple times. I've You've sang, also sung a lot of them. Of I don't think I've sang 1979 before. I've definitely sang Tonight, 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 Tonight. Yeah, tonight, 1979 tonight. is one of my favorites. I love it. I love it. Do you maybe it, Ava adore? I like that. I gotta say, like Billy Corgan is in some of my favorite internet memes too. Like he's just we've been through this. Yeah, we've just done, so great. We've done it on the podcast. One of the earliest podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. You tell me about the one with him in the 
train car thing mm-hmm. and i hadn't known about it at that point oh. this is fucking there's, four years there's ago a now. second part to that one though have you seen the youtube video where there's just a view of a roller coaster going over a hill and him going mm-hmm. we i believe over. i have yeah yeah it's great we shall never be apart. <laughs> this has been a segment where we regurgitate old jokes. <laughs> I don't think I've, I've definitely <laughs> never sang Ava Adore. No, I that music video was so weird. I think that's an underrated album, but here we go. Oh, I Let, think I think it's a really good one. I, it's, it's I love my it. That's speed. what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's un- yeah. ver- f- highly very underrated. Mm-hmm. So you're doing okay. I didn't. I didn't say how you doing, Rach, but I feel like we've gotten there now. Yeah, I'm doing okay. I mean, the world's on fire. We're definitely that dog in the cartoon with the world on fire around us. But we've been that way for a while, so we don't feel that it's warming up anymore. <laughs> Dude, we've been on fire since fucking January, whatever, 2016. <clears throat> well, I mean, we've been on fire clearly for. Since Much, the beginning, since the yeah. beginning of time, since when this country was founded, yeah, Bunch there were some nightmare fuckers, blissfully unaware periods in there, like when Black or White was a great hit song. <laughs> it's tough to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tara Banks, <laughs> your faces are great. <laughs> no one, the brumettes can't see it, but I was doing the bit where <laughs> we're trying to do. The yeah, you're doing the video. <laughs> Where you do the head bob back. But we're not turning into each other. We got to get like our. Remember when? Oh, forget it. I'm not going to do it. Rachel, go. You do it. Tell (laughs) me. Talk about it. So remember when Free Willy was a movie? Yeah. I saw Free Willy in the movie theaters two times as a child. Once Mm -hmm. just to see it. And then the second time with my class. What? I saw it on Long Island on the way back from Splish Splash with my cousins. Mm. We went to Splish Splash, and then we went to see Free Willy. That was one of the best days I've ever had in my life. Um, You know what movie wasn't as good, though, was Andre about the seal. Andre, help! Tina Majorino. God bless. (laughs) (laughs) Andre, help! It's a seal. They were like, oh, the whale movie was great. Let's have, what if we do it with a fucking seal? Throw Tina Majorino. It might have been a sea lion. I don't want to possibly misstep here after our whole night tobacco last week. First night. (laughs) Seals and sea lions, I also get confused. And I think Andre was actually a sea lion. Seals are really fat and sea lions are a little bit more trim. I don't fucking care. I mean, (laughs) honestly, there's a lot of shit I got. I can't, I can't know everything. And and I can't, I'm not going to know first night last night and uh when i was in seventh grade i wanted to be a marine biologist and i was going to go to princeton to study marine biology and work at the jersey shore as a beach lifeguard on the summer (laughs) in between (laughs) that's actually a fucking great plan i know right i'm kind of mad i didn't pursue it at this point (laughs) i know i know you know what the joke is everybody who like struggled spends so much time like worrying about like oh what my what's my job gonna be i gotta my career my job this has all just been like fuck your job <laughs> fuck oh, yeah. your what's whole a job? everything <laughs> what fuck your all whole everything yeah reach for the stars though it's being nikki white car saying <laughs> keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars it's me reaching for the stars they're above reach me for, reach for it's really stars. reaching in that in that uh drop ceiling but 
<laughs> we used to have a joke when I was in high school too that Chino Moreno used to hide in the ceiling and he would feed you pancakes. Why? I have no idea. That's what teenage girls do. It's come up with like weird shit like that. I mean, that's got you and our old pal Kindle just written all over it. It's Kindle and it's Adrian also. Did you big that? I or love waffles, maybe. I can't remember if it was waffles or pancakes, but it was You're definitely like- a breakfast, a sweet breakfast food. Did you like that? Were you big Deftones gals at the time? Is gals? No. I'm not supposed to say gals. But. Gals is fine with me. Um, I don't think I was never super into them, but we were just so into music that we cared to, to know everyone. Did I ever Gina tell you about Marino. the play that we wrote? <laughs> I don't think. I don't we'll know. Into this episode, in another. I half don't. Hour. I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't even eaten dinner yet. But I want to hear about it. It's fucking burning um, at 10 o'clock. I think I that do we'll, have to do, we'll have to do a dramatic reading sometime. But uh, Kindle and our friend Beth and like another couple friends of ours in ninth grade, like we all met each other in ninth grade and we wrote a play together that kind of makes it. It's a lot of inside jokes, but every musician that was famous in like 1999 and was important to us is in it. And we also call the guy, the lead singer of the New Radicals is just bucket hat guy in it. But there's a lot of great things in that play. But, oh, yeah. Do you have I bet it? You that she, oh, yeah, I have a PDF of it. I need to see this. Okay. <laughs> hey, 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 I'll email it to you later. Good. <laughs> you got the dearest to say it. I hated New Radicals because they made fun of uh, Courtney Love and Beck. There's a point where Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson are chasing around the bucket hat guy in this play. Good. They should fucking ch- <laughs> choke him to death. David Chokachi him to death. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. We're here to talk okay. about Degrassi, the next generation, one of the great teenage drama shows of our time. Uh, we love it. We talk about it once, <laughs> once a week. Among I other mean, things. eventually. Yeah. We've been talking for an hour about other stuff, but we're talking now. If we do a Patreon, we're going to have to offer like a level where it's like, we'll record an episode specially for you where we don't just prattle on. <laughs> we only talk about Degrassi. <laughs> hours and hours about fucking the bucket hat guy. I hated them. Why? You think you're better than Courtney Love? Get the fuck out of here, you fucking bald prick. I mean, who do we know now? Not him. That's a pretty famous song. It's on lithium all the time. I mean, yeah, my dad actually also listens to lithium, so I, I've heard it a couple times. Dreamers to seize. <laughs> it's gone. I bet you there are more people per capita know that song than who Courtney and Love then, is. Well, no, they know who Courtney Love is, but I bet you, like, what would you argue is the most famous whole song? Probably Celebrity Skin or Doll Parts. Mm-hmm. Bet you more people, if like you're asking, like, Rubes on the street. Yeah, they probably know. Wake up, kids! We got the dreamers' disease more than they do. It's true. It's true. Doll parts are celebrity skin, though. Those are far superior songs to the "Wake Up Kids, We Got the Dreamers' Disease." We're talking about episode <laughs> five fourteen. Five fourteen. What? It's the ninety fifth proper episode of Degrassi: The Next Generation. Five away. Five away from the hundred mark. But wow. because of all the two-parters, which we'll be dealing with next week. Not we're we're week. never going to get to episode 100 of two-parters. <laughs> no, because by next week, we'll be up to 97. That'll be 96, 97, mm-hmm. 98. And, oh, 100 episodes is going to occur in probably the finale of this uh, season. Wow. So three episodes from now, we'll probably be doing 100. 
78. This is the 78th episode of Degrassi, the next generation. It's called I Against I. I Against I is, of course, a song from the seminal DC hardcore band Bad Brains. Rachel. Yes. This could go either way. What's your favorite <laughs> Bad Brains song? Well, you do know I went to college in DC, right? I do. And that I was deep in the Discord record scene. <laughs> I do. So I figured this was this. Yeah. So I do. I do know Bad Brains, but I, it's funny. Like I had to actually go back a little bit and listen because I was like, I haven't listened to Bad Brains in like 15 years, like easily. Um, and I was never someone who uh, listened to them often. I would say, but I I was very familiar with them, and there were a lot of posers who used to wear. Uh, the bad brains self-titled with the lightning strike into the Capitol building. Um, uh, I t-shirts and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, that's really the only album of theirs I ever listened to and like in passing. So like I knew a couple songs off of it pretty well, but not great. And hardcore is not quite my thing. Like I like a lot of the bands that came out of hardcore, but I don't really like hardcore music. Um, Yeah. It's fast and it's loud and it's a minute and a half long. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Attitude is a really good song. Um, yeah. And Band in D.C. I figured you were going to say Band in D.C. with all your yeah. D.C. Yeah, uh, yeah. I loved oh. living in D.C. is such a weird place. And I'm really glad that I lived there when I did. I have no interest in moving back there because it does not have any soul anymore. But uh, it used to yeah, have a no. lot of soul. It was a cool city. What's but also song? a fucking disaster. What's your what? favorite? Uh, well, I well, okay. So to, uh, I love I I like Bad Brains quite a bit. Uh, I the the very early very punk rock hardcore stuff is very good. I like obviously, but I, it's hard to like distinguish what's what in those mm-hmm. songs. Yeah, uh, they uh, almost all pay- sound the same. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah your pay to comes <laughs> those songs, but I really love the album. Oddly, uh, not not because it's the song title of the episode. I against I is is where they sort of like start going, mm-hmm. uh, branching out and doing. There's also like a, a lot of reggae in that in, in that band. A lot mm-hmm. of heavy metal, especially in mm-hmm. I against I. My favorite uh, uh, Bad Brain song is a song called "The House of Suffering," which is on the I Against I album. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be uh, my pick. I don't really know what else to say about it. That's nice. a great. That's my favorite album of theirs, and they're still going, man. Uh, that's so they, cool. They still, uh, no one tours at all right now, but they're still showing up at festivals. They'll do package tours every summer with somebody. They're always around. HR is yeah. is always doing something. Yeah, it's funny. I don't think I ever saw them live, but I have seen yeah. them, but in within like the a multiple grouping of other mm-hmm. people as well they started yeah. fdc pretty early though and went to new york and and fun fact to uh, uh their second album is produced by uh rick okasic from the cars mm. who we've talked about yeah and i mean dc is also a very strange place like for anyone who's i know there's probably some there's some i know there's some maryland listeners here but if anyone's lived there it's just a it's a bizarre city because you have the government there. So you have a lot of like people who are interested in politics and like people who float through. And then it's a very divided city as to wealth. Like the wealth divide is very obvious there. Um, But like the punk scene there was just, even when I was living there in the early two thousands was just so cool. Like it was unlike anywhere else. 
I worked at 930 Club for a long time, which is like one of the best concert venues in the country, if not the best concert venue in the country. Um, yeah. Is this the Ian McKay around Terminal often? 5 would beg to differ. <laughs> To all you New York no, kids out there. No one's ever said anything good about Terminal 5 ever. <laughs> There's no... I honestly, Terminal 5? Like, this is a very New York conversation to have for a moment, but yeah. how does Terminal 5... Like, I, I, everybody hates it. Everybody it's terrible. Hates it. And I have to say, I was really... Like, after... So I lived in D.C., and then I moved to London, and then I moved to New York, so I went to a lot of, like, very famous venues in in London and New York. And I'm, like, not that... I don't think any of them are that great. 930 Club has a very good setup to it. And one of the things that makes it work, it's not like if you go to your King's theaters or something like those are beautiful, but it's not necessarily the best place to see a show. Like it's not the best sound. It's not the best quality. Marvel at the everything about it. And yeah. You're sort of like, wait, what well, works? See. So 930 Club moved in the 90s, but it used to be in this like terrible space, but then it moved into a space that they designed better for it. It has a stage that moves. So if it's undersold, they move the stage forward a little bit. So it still looks very full, but it has the best sound of any place I've ever been to. Cause it's designed to sound good wherever you stand. Mm. And like, I've never been in another venue and I've worked in a lot of concert venues. I've never been in another venue that like the sound is that good and they make well, it look kind of it. black boxy. So it doesn't like distract from the show. Yeah. There you have it, folks. 930 Club. It's constantly, Polestar always rates it like the top club in the country or in the world, actually. It's the most famous rock club, I would say, in uh, in, yeah. in, 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 uh, in America, for the sure. The owners suck, but like, <laughs> the venue is great. One of the owners uh, is a real skeezy guy, and he got caught with a prostitute like a year or two ago, not that long ago. And like, yeah. Well, you know, that's not necessarily... And it's among other things. <laughs> He's I mean, a yeah. skeezy dude. People do what they do, whatever you like. Yeah. As long as you're everybody's okay with it, everybody's doing it for the right reasons. Got to do Work my up, oh, a little bit of my DC reminiscing. I miss all my DC bands. They don't none of them exist anymore. They broke up. <laughs> like, well, we're getting, you know, we're getting old, you know. Out with the old, in with the older Charlie XCX, <laughs> in with the older. Yeah, in with the older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, we're so, done. Yeah, I guess we're ready to start this episode. Right? Could you imagine if one of these episodes were just like, "That's it," and that's we're just gonna not talk about Degrassi at all. We're gonna talk about everything, but I always make the everything but the girl. I always make the joke. That like up. Oh, that's the end of the show. But one of these days, I'm gonna fucking do it. <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about the episode, and then I'm gonna see. And then we'll see how it goes, and then we'll figure out whether or not we can just ditch Degrassi and just do the podcast with. Yeah, where we about. just talk about random shit for like an hour every week. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if it works. Let's see what but happens. Not today. Not today. Today we are going to talk about episode five fourteen. Eye against eye, a great episode. I don't know about that. It's a, uh, it's a spinner episode. It's a snake and spike episode. Which yikes! But here we are. We should talk about that A story first. Good old spinner giving himself over to the Lord. Dunk the dork. Dunk (laughs) the dork. Dunk the dork. I wouldn't describe spinner as a dork, but sure. 
He was very so. It opens at a carnival. There's a carnival happening, and, and mm-hmm. Spinner is is working for the Friendship Club, and he's they're dunking the dork. You pay him a dollar, you get to throw a ball at the old target, and if it hits, mm-hmm. he gets dunked. And uh, he's very excited about it. He's yelling, "Dunk the dork, Jimmy!" because he wants his old. He's trying so hard. To he's be, trying feel, so hard. Oh God, it makes me sad. I actually like cried a little bit at the very end of this. I'm not gonna no, lie. You did? Yeah. There's I mean, like we're jumping ahead, but there's a point where Marco says to Spinner about being very lost. And I was just and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sad for Spinner. Like to feel that feel that kind of way when you're a senior in high school, that's like that's rough. To feel actually, that way in your mid thirties is a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you are in your mid thirties and you don't feel that way, uh, you must be some kind of a. Fucking I don't know magi- what you're doing, some right? Magician. Or wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what drugs are you on? Because I what? would like some of those. <laughs> what either multi-millionaire or magician are you to convince mm-hmm. yourself to? Um, this is. I actually. I really like the spinner arc of this. Uh, of I this do too. Story. I do too. It's Spinner going all in on something because he like doesn't have anything else in the world and then realizing, fuck, this is stupid. And where the fuck do I fit? And goddamn, is that understandable? Yeah, yeah. So he's hanging out with uh, Linus, who I forgot what his name was at first until someone said, I was like, who's that asshole? I forgot. <laughs> I fucking hate Linus. Oh, I wrote Linus S-U-X in all caps. <laughs> my notebook about this because Linus sucks hardcore that should be your next tattoo linus sucks s-u-x <laughs> but i'll do the s like we used to do those like crazy s's do you remember those s's oh that my, we used to do? of course yeah the <laughs> on your binder the, the do kids still s. do that these days do it's they still use whiteout on their five-star binders to write those s's to write S-U-X. Well, I got news for you. Kids don't bring pens or papers or anything to school anymore. It's all computers. No, so do they write on the outside of their laptop with whiteout? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids, you're the best. We Apple love you. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Mine were all like, I heart so-and-so. Huckabees? And I had... I Heart Huckabees. You're a big fan of the, the David O. <laughs> Russell I film, Heart I Heart Huckabees. We had to wear... So my um, middle and high school had really hideous uniforms and we had to wear saddle shoes. But saddle shoes had a really good sole to write on and we used to just write on them in class. Brand new. I had so many notes on them. And I also oh, have wait, a, so you could write on them and then like erase them? Well, they would like rub off eventually, like walking around uh, in them. But like uh, they wouldn't yell at you about writing on the bottom of your shoe. Oh, um, you I also had on the some bottom of your shoe. Yeah, I had some Adidas tennis shoes that I did a ska pattern the entire way around the sole. <laughs> I used to legitimately do that in class. Uh, I used to do the checkerboard around my arm. <laughs> My whole arm. I did the Scott checkerboard. It's like I'm gonna get this tattoo one day. Thank God I didn't. Oh my God! Somebody, yeah, lo- somebody really enjoyed me naming ska bands from the nineties. Yeah, week. I don't think I did any checkerboard or any drawing on my hand. I already told the broomheads. I'm pretty sure about that girl that I went to school with who carved skill- silver chair in her arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> silver chair. <laughs> it's like carved- gonna be there permanently. <laughs> I was busy. I carved. I was carving mustard plug in my arm. 
So, <sighs> so Jimmy's being a dick about Spinner and he keeps dunking him in the tank because Jimmy's oh, got a God. good aim. And poor Spinner is like frozen by the end of this. I mean, come on. You went in the water. Five. What did you expect was going to happen? You were never going to go in the water. He goes in the water five times. He's ice cold. I guess yeah. it is Canada. It can be very cold. It's true. It's true. But he's wearing a t-shirt. So like, I mean, unless that water is like just out of the sink or something. <laughs> like, I don't really know what the situation is. They let it warm up at all. Like, <laughs> They dragged the, the dunk tank over to a sink. <laughs> and they dragged it back. I mean, it's a high school. Where's the hose? Like, I don't know. <laughs> this faucet ain't running great. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yes, he's so cold. And then somebody sticks up for him and Marco. Makes, oh, it's Marco. Marco's got a big ass bandana. Yeah, having a sex in a room. Marco's bandana takes up like half of his head. He does have a big and then like then he was wearing like a cool, a very cool knit cap. Marco had a lot of outfits in this one that I didn't even write down, but I was just like, they are very pizza man. Marco and a big ass spinner from a going into the dark tank and dunk in the dark. Yeah, I've got it on over here when Marco and Spinner are at the movies to see Clown Academy 2. (laughs) (laughs) And Marco's got the bandana's still on, but he's got the knit cap over it and his hair's now tucked up into it. And he's wearing a big belt over an untucked shirt, like an untucked striped polo shirt. (laughs) And it is a L-E-W-K. By the way, I've heard that pronounced Luke. (laughs) You said I was wrong, but I have heard that pronounced that way. And maybe it's like in jest, they're making fun of people who pronounce it that way. I think they are, but I'm not sure. I don't really know what it is. I think I might be. I think the old, old, uh, old bald, baldy might be right. (laughs) Marco, what is this? A Luke. Oh, man. You got the art. What is this? So you got the belt, you got the shirt, you got the hat. It's a Luke. (laughs) A Luke. So, uh, yeah, Mark, what uh, spinner? So this is a lot about friendship club. What's happening with friendship club, what Linus is up to, what yeah. Darcy's up to. And it's, go ahead. it's, it's funny. So like after, well, after the first uh, scene, I uh, like, I guess Ellie and Marco were handing out flyers for the safer sex. What? assembly yeah. a meeting i don't, I don't know, know. What, the meetup about safer sex i mean um, what's the meetup here's a wear a con like put a condom on and if you fuck put a condom on i guess yeah it was very strange um but they were talking about religion and ellie's like religion is so boring and lame <laughs> and then <laughs> marco is like well, I'm still Catholic. And then she's like, but you're gay. Like, and he's like, well, maybe they'll accept it at some point. And I was like, oh, we're going down the religion road. I see Which where this did, is yeah. going. So when he, quickly. so he does sort of defend like, so I can still be Catholic. And, and uh, Ellie's response to that is she goes, what Evskis? <laughs> religion is so boring and lame. No shit. You're right. I was like, who wrote this? <laughs> Oh, it was Linda Shiler and Stephen Stone. <laughs> it was Sud Sutherland. <laughs> it might have been Sud Sutherland. No, Sud's is a direct. He's a he's director. A director. He, he has not have time for words. Oh God, he doesn't bother himself with that. Are you kidding? He is an auteur. <laughs> That's too low level for him. 
He is going to frame that shot just right. He's going to get his American beauty moment with the plastic bag in the air. He's too worried about his mise-en-scene. Clown Academy, too. Yeah, so on the other other end of the spectrum, Linus is quoting the Bible. (laughs) Linus is a fucking tool, man. Linus is like we both went to Catholic school we both have a complicated relationship with religion but Linus represents everything about people who identify as Christians that I can't fucking stand I gotta be honest with you like I did go to Catholic school for all my fucking life I never met a motherfucker like that like nobody no I never did either not in not in my schools like and I knew people who went to who were uh baptists who were more in that line but we didn't go to school together mm-hmm. um no one at my school catholics really don't give a shit no catholics really don't give a shit so no wonder marco felt cool with that um yeah but but uh i don't remember what i was gonna say good podcast and this is what this so, is the makings of a great <laughs> podcast so uh marco is hanging out somewhere oh but he's at school by himself after the friendship club meeting yeah 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 he's feeling left out because ellie and and uh jimmy have their painting and palix is a thing alex and Paige or palix and uh somebody else was doing something on on their own craig's in vancouver he's recording that album and ashley's been in england for a whole season and no one talks about her anymore so yeah so so he's feeling left out and spinner's like dog I'll be your friend, pal. Let's go see Clown Academy too. Let's go see Clown Academy too. So they go see Clown Academy too. Well, Marco's like, do you still like dumb movies? And Spinner's like, the dumber the better. And they go see Clown Academy <laughs> too. And then they go for uh, food at the at the restaurant at the movie theater in the mall, which Marco's dad loves. Oh Marco, yes. Oh yeah, have a pizza at the top of the movie. Do you take the pizza into the movie or do you have it after the movie? No, you got to have it after the movie. It's a okay. delicious a pizza. That pizza looks It's good. a pizza pie? It's a pizza pie. Oh, I love a pizza. You know me. All I ever want to eat is a pizza and a mozzarella. <laughs> what else do you like to have to eat? Oh, I like it to have a wine and the tomato sauce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I call it the gravy. I like oh, a, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like a calamar. <laughs> shoot. I don't know. Now I'm just doing Sopranos <laughs> things. But in, in Marco's do you like Do you like Mexican food? Oh, I love a Mexican food. A burrito, a tostada, and a fajita. Mm-hmm. And a taco mm-hmm. and a chimichanga. Is that a Mexican food? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you like sushi? No. <laughs> I don't like a sushi. I like an Indian food, a tikka masala. <laughs> I don't like a sushi. What do you want to have me have? A California roll? No, thank you. I don't like. I don't like a California roll. <laughs> <laughs> what else they have? Sushi. Sushi? Sashimi. Oh, I love a sashimi. (laughs) I forgot. Do you like sushi? No. Oh, wait, I forgot. I like a whole section of it. Oh, yeah. Just only this kind. I like the grossest part of sushi. (laughs) 
<laughs> just like raw fish draped over some rice. <laughs> uh, so yes, exactly. <laughs> Something we did, I did, we did fail to say is that when uh, Marco was handing out the flyers for the sex thing, he was like trying to hand one to Toby, and Toby like didn't even want it. And Marco was like, "Toby, we're handing out free condoms." And Toby was like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Who is Toby fucking?" No one. Himself. He puts con- the saddest human man just putting condoms well, on a jerk off. Imagine I'm gonna put a <laughs> condom on a jerk off. The sickest, saddest human. That's a serial killer right there. Mm-hmm. No question, no question about it. So Marco and Spinner have this date. They go to see the movie. Mm-hmm. They eat they eat pizza together. And Marco asks him about friendship club. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with this fucking Christian shit you're doing Mm -hmm. and he says you know at the beginning of the school year none of my friends wanted to talk to me these people offered me a family a friendship and I took it and I and what do you want me to do about it and they're sort of like on the road to recovery these guys yeah yeah until the next day (laughs) so the next day when there's a friendship club meeting and this asshole Linus is there holding up the safer sex thing and everyone knows what safer sex means it means promiscuous sex promiscuous sex and, and I was like, dear Lord, the abstinence argument pisses me off so much. <sighs> it's like, come on, is this really? I mean, it is absolutely happening, but it's it's, just so it's exactly the same bullshit as like the pro-life movement. It's like, let me tell other people what to do. And, and it's even like, I, go ahead. No, I, I just don't understand that mentality and how that's how somehow become Republican, which is very hands off government. Oh, totally. Yeah. It doesn't make That's, any sense. Talk to your your old buddy Ronald Reagan. I know how big a Ronald Reagan fan you are. Oh, huge. You I have a big trickle poster. down, trickle down all the stuff. Trickle down economics, trickle down come. <laughs> oh god. What? <laughs> what? Well, we're talking what? about sex and we're talking about trickling down. <laughs> trickle down come. That's the name of this episode. Trickle down come. Um, if somebody comes on someone, it'll just trickle mm, down to the next person. Mm. That's how it works, right? <laughs> That's how an orangey works, right? <laughs> if you've got a pyramid, yeah, a sex pyramid, a sex pyramid, yeah, someone comes on the top of the pyramid, it just yeah. trickles down to the bottom eventually, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, it does. I mean, you're right. You're all right. There's nothing I can argue. I understand economics. I just didn't expect you to say trickle down, come. It was the only thing that came to mind. Do you know I was like thinking about bad brain songs and I was thinking about the song Pay to Come and I was like, I feel like I don't want to say, I don't want to say that name of that song on the episode. And then you just come out of here talking about come dripping down of... A whole bunch of people in an orgy. We've this come very far. Put my mind there. <laughs> We've come. Oh, very far. Uh, so, uh, and and when they're in, when the friendship club is trying to shut down the safe sex rally, that's what Miss Hotzalakis is saying. Like, you can't tell. People can you can't just tell and Darcy and even, also says, she's like, you know, Christianity is all about tolerance and respect. And I was like, you should tell some of the Christians that because they do not seem to understand that that did is you, the case. Did you like Darcy Grimes' speech? A little I bit did. More I 
did. I did like Darcy Garvey's Beach more, whereas Linus can go like, you know, fall into the ravine and just rot for all I care. So they um, they decide. So the, mm-hmm. the, the Friendship Club decides that Spinner, they nominate mm-hmm. Spinner to tell, ask Marco to not have his safe sex rally. Mm-hmm. Spinner tries. You know where it goes. Marco's like, get the fuck out of here, Spinner. I'm not I'm not giving up this rally. Mm-hmm. So they decide they're going to pick it, pick at the rally. Oh, yeah, they're going to. Oh, no. Before they pick at the rally, they go see Miss Hatsalakis. Miss mm-hmm. Hatsalakis turns them down and says, I'm not having them because some kids are going to have sex and this is better, better for them. Mm-hmm. This is when they had that gonorrhea outbreak last year. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Also, I do want to point out that when uh, I don't even want to say this, but when. I know what it's going to be. The R word. Just funny that it's just thrown out there from the good guy in the episode. Yeah, but that's just because it was a different time and we said things differently. Yeah. Mar- uh, Spinner tells Marco, like, you give kids condoms, they're going to have to promote sex. And Marco says, that's uh, the R word. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact. I would yeah, imagine too. Yeah. Should, we should. Skirt. I wrote down the R word in my notes. <laughs> I just quoted it. Yeah. So I then mean, Linus, Hats- kind of, my, Linus kind of bullies. Oh, no, sorry. Keep no, going. No, 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 no. You do. I'm, I, wait, I let's get to Miss Hatsalakis. Let's skip over what I, I'm so going they, back. They talk to Miss Hatsalakis. Miss Hatsalakis says, no way. And then Linus and Spinner have this conversation that is so fucking prescient. Well, ask. After and, after Spinner says to Miss Hatsalakis, I thought you were a good Christian. Yeah. To the principal. To the principal. And she's like, motherfucker, I let you back in the school. I'll throw you right the fuck back out. Yeah. There. I was like so proud of her for standing up, even though she like made out with Snake two weeks ago. And then and she, well, she that. got really jacked up. And right after she was like so turned on mm-hmm. by Snake. She was like thinking about Snake. She got on the top of that sex pyramid is what she did. <laughs> That's what they call it, a sex pyramid. <laughs> Snake's cum was just trickling down. Oh. It's going to get me fired from my fictional job. <laughs> God, if this Five if this years. podcast gets me fired from any job, it is not a job for me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're pretty good. We do a good job. Yeah. Uh, so they. So then, Miss Hatzelakis turns them down, and then they have this conversation with quotes like, "It's like we're the bad guys. We got to take the school back from like these heathens." This is what's happening right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in in like the world. They're like they they they'd make us the bad guys, but we're the Christians. How could we be bad? We got to take back this country. That's what is fucking happening right fucking now. Mm-hmm. Twenty five years ago, the show. Uh, twenty twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. Not even. This is like 2005, like 15 years ago. Hmm. The R word was still said then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funny. Not funny. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was like very freaked out by that. That felt very like alt-righty of those two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they make signs. They pick it. They go to pick it the safe they sex They protest rally. because they seem to understand how freedom of speech works, but not at the same time. Like mm-hmm. they wanted to shut this down even though this, they have the right to do this safer sex meetup in the gym. This does go both ways sometimes, though. You know, sometimes there's other, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, colleges will book some, like, right-winger, and, and that gets shut down from a protest, which, you know, good, but also... And I get, free. like, you know, it's a public school. 
Also, it's Canada. Yeah. It's freedom of speech even exist up there? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what their, their It's a real communist country. <laughs> um, yeah. So they yeah. protest this thing. Even Spinner. Even Spinner. And Linus is such a dick. Linus is such a dick. And he's like saying all this shit to Marco. Um, and Marco's like, hey, I'm a Catholic. It, like pulls out his crucifix necklace um and then linus calls him the f word well first of all like he so at one point like uh marco says go to hell and he's mm-hmm. like what linus says why so i can see you there mm-hmm. and at this point spinner is off linus he's yeah. like oh fuck this guy never mind but not he, into but it but yes he calls spinner the f word and I oh he calls, he calls marco the marco. f word and marco throws off his hat and he punches linus and it is an amazing moment it is a chef's kiss see you are a fucking you are a piece of work because there have been moments where like violence happens on this show and you're like i do not promote that violence i do not appreciate that violence at all and i saw this happen and i went i wonder if rachel's gonna be like literally five minutes ago i was like i hope linus falls in the ravine to rot so like i think that you maybe (laughs) should have figured that out marco punching Linus, and it's like the best. It was such a good moment. Like I wanted to simply give Marco MVP based on that moment alone. I was like, "Oh my god, this he is so slapped good. the shit out of fucking Linus." And, and Linus boy, so deserved, howdy, did he deserve it. it. After yeah. like him saying, "I I have such a problem with people who identify as Christians telling other people what the fuck to do with their lives and based on one interpretation of what the Bible says hey if you don't want to have sex until you're married fine fuck off with everyone else like it's not up to you it doesn't affect you let let them go to hell more room for you in heaven someone gets pregnant and wants to have an abortion hey not your problem like if they don't you're gonna pay fucking taxes for that child anyway like but my whole thing is like you, you let him go to hell then like do you, you don't have empathy at all also anywhere. let me just jump in there really quickly i um am sometimes a volunteer escort for an abortion clinic in queens um and they obviously canceled doing any escorting during the pandemic and so they only recently wrote people like maybe a couple weeks ago to say they wanted to try to bring some people back like a skeleton crew because um the people had still been protesting this entire time. And there's two that now there's a new church that suddenly has come out on weekdays because they've got nothing better to do than to protest this. And are they wearing masks? Are they distancing? No, of course not. They're not fucking pro-life. That's not pro-life. If you're pro-life, you would be keeping away from people in the midst of a pandemic who are trying to get health care. They're not necessarily getting abortions. They're just going to a clinic because it is free and they don't have to fucking pay for like you know, to get a pap smear. There are fewer hypocrites. Fewer I'll get off hypocrites. my sex pyramid. <laughs> There's a fewer, not fewer, fewer, there are uh, less, more. They're very hypocritical is what I'm trying. To oh say. yeah. Yeah. I was trying to say in some sort of like, you know, semantic, grand, yeah. interesting way, but on the top of your sex pyramid over there, the top of my sex pyramid. <laughs> um, yeah. I loved when he smacked the shit out of this dork. <sighs> So good. He rips off his hat and he throws it to the ground and then he he punches him or slaps him. I don't, it doesn't matter. You didn't like when Spinner beat up Rick though. After Rick beat up Terry, I will just pointing it out. You were not for that beating up. 
it escalated very quickly. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, listen, yeah. I'm not here to judge. I mean, if Linus to... is going to come back to the school with a gun, I might feel differently. <laughs> Maybe if you had, didn't know that Rick then shot people, you'd think. Yeah. And if Marco was consistently gonna... making Linus feel bad about himself. Yes, yes, yes. At this, but it ends up not working because Spinner's like, I don't know if Spinner leaves friendship. Oh, he tells Marco it's me or Linus. If, yeah. if Linus stays at Friendship Club, I'm no longer in Friendship Club. Mm-hmm. So Darcy, he, oh, Darcy, oh, like we were talking about earlier, when Spinner is making signs for mm-hmm. the rally, mm-hmm. Darcy's like, what's, what are you doing? This is like not a Christian. Yeah. They get into a little bit of a fight. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. after the actual protest slash Linus sl- slapping the shit out of, I mean, sorry, Marco slapping the shit out of Linus, Darcy comes back, they're friends again. And mm-hmm. she tells, uh, they're in the Dot Marie Jones, mm-hmm. one of the great fiction fictional restaurants. The Dot Marie all, Jones. In all of television. I'm going to open up my own Dot Marie Jones one of these days. The Dot Marie Jones. When people can do indoor dining again. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna no. It's gonna just to call be all Dot Marie outdoor Jones. dining. We'll have to call Dot, Dot Marie Jones and make Ask sure her she's if it's okay. okay. What if I do um, it in a different country? Then it'd be fine. So uh, Darcy tells Spinner to go talk to Marco. Go see what the story is. So he goes over and he apologizes to Marco mm-hmm. while Marco is Spinner's ballsy man. While Marco is sitting with Jimmy and all the gang who doesn't no longer like Spinner. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. He goes out there. So this is when you were talking about earlier. Marco goes outside and he's like, Spinner, you just seem lost. And that is when you said you got teary-eyed. I did not, but... But it's a very touching moment. The arc of Spinner sort of like finding solace in this group Mm -hmm. that he then realizes he doesn't agree with and these are his friends, but they won't be friends with him fully. It's really mm-hmm. sad and really yeah. heavy. It's really heavy. And he is just that lost. He really is. I feel for him. Um, I don't know, dog. It was, it was a lot. But Marco seems to be uh, ready to mend the fences. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a lovely moment. It was a lovely moment. They Shiler stoned. On Spinner's face. Spinner's face. What an what a what an A story. What an A story. That means it's time for the B story. I don't I think, think that kind of got both of us. I do. I don't think it cut out. We might have figured out how to do it. <laughs> Which is what? Just me pointing at you and then us singing lowly. Yeah, very both of us sing low. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah, fucking spike and snake, snake and spike, spike and snake and snake and spike. Well, Go not... get you all the time. <laughs> let's not forget that this starts off with Danny Van Zant trying to guess Manny's weight. And she says 140 pounds. <laughs> and she she's... says if I've been if I was holding an eight-year-old child. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So <clears throat> So Spike is still sad because Snake cheated on her and it's supposed to be their third anniversary. Yeah. 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 I, is it me or is uh, does all of Spike's dialogue always feel 80 yard? Like it never sounds like she's actually acting in the room. Mm. Yeah. 
That's a good point. What's her name? Amanda Stepto. Amanda Stepto. I just oh, realized stepped up. I tell. I just realized I'm um, back to the dunk tank. And in the beginning, Marco was also wearing a t-shirt untucked with a belt over top of it. <laughs> this is such a L-U-L-E-W-K. A, a Luke. You made fun of me so hard for calling it a Luke. I know. And I'll continue to do so. And I think I was right. <laughs> uh, who's, so, who's the authority on this? Who do we ask? I think it was on Zoe's Extraordinary Place as a matter of I thought they were uh, making fact. fun of it on that, but my favorite well, like show. Making fun of the whole idea of it, but I think that was what they were calling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Spike and Snake are still divorced, right? They're divorced. They've gotten a divorce. <laughs> Over a kiss. They have not yet gotten a divorce. No. But it is her third anniversary, and she's very sad. So mm-hmm. Emma... Mm-hmm. invites Caitlin, Caitlin Ryan of Caitlin's planet. Yeah. Very Mr. Special. She's moved to LA. I think I forgot that she moved to LA. She, she left took- that turd banger Joey behind. Yeah. Cause I guess she took that job that Kevin Smith was like, I got you this job. How funny. That's so weird. Right? Like, I've only known you for three days, but you know what? I got you this job. In LA. You know what? She's 32. She's grabbing life by the balls. She is just going to go for it. Every time you remind me that these old people are far younger than me, I just, <laughs> a little part of me dies. Inside. They're getting close to my age, but they've still lived through so much more than me. Very mysterious. <laughs> you saw that? It's been a while since I've been able to sing my two Stacey Mystician songs. There's only two. Mystician ways and uh, very mystician. Oh, so yeah, Emma and Manny. Well, Emma really is trying to think of ways to cheer up her mom. So she's invited Caitlin. Um, she's got brownies. And Manny keeps talking about male strippers. <laughs> Manny is thirsty for a male stripper to show and up. And she this also house. mentions dropping it like it's hot to really date this. Mm. I know exactly Manny's what great. what year this is. It's when I was in DC going to see punk bands. Mm. <laughs> drop it like it's hot. Who's saying drop it like it's hot? Will Smith? No. Who's saying it? Master P? I think it's. Nelly, maybe. Oh, and Nelly. Let's see. I actually think it's Snoop Dogg. I think it might be too. It is Snoop Dogg, right? The broomheads. It's, I'm sorry. It's Snoop Dogg. We got there. We did get there. It took. We took. I the was long thinking walk. of Hot and Her. That's which Nelly. was also very popular around the same time. That's a that's fucking Nelly. great song. There was a really nerdy guy on my floor in the dorms in college who I remember singing that song when I was a freshman, which dates exactly what year that was. So Stacy Mystician comes and she's a b- fucking boring as hell. She these are the four things that she has come up with to cheer Spike up after her husband has had a uh, kissing affair. Mm-hmm. She says these are her a kissing affair. That sounds like an old timey movie. The kissing, kissing affair. affair. <laughs> what happens when Clark Gable does what? Uh, 
get, plays plants a smooch on Ida Lapino. And uh, you'll have to find out in the kissing affair. <laughs> affair. Cary Grant and Ann Archer starring in Ann Archer. I don't know. That's, those seem like maybe maybe different time periods. But the kissing it's okay. Thing. It's all relative now. <laughs> you know, I watched a couple movies recently. I uh, like older movies on Turner Classics, and I realized that some of the actors in these movies had died before they aired. Like, so I like I'm watching it now, knowing these people are like long dead. But like, I watched. Um, is it You're Guess talking, Who's Coming to Dinner? Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Sidney Poitier. But who played the dad? Spencer Tracy. Spencer yeah. Tracy died before that movie was released in theaters. Oh, so I see everyone who saw that movie saw it after Spencer Tracy died, not just right. me. It's and that real... happened with something else that I watched recently. Oh, it was um, James Dean. Spencer Tracy was a fucking sick alcoholic. Yeah. But he was Spencer, old when he died. Spencer Tracy used to like would make a movie and then be untraceable for five weeks because because he wouldn't drink when he was making when he was shooting the movie. Mm-hmm. And then he would go and go on like a sick, horrible alcoholic bender. And like they, and then they'd like go pick him up out of a bathtub naked and like wash him up and send him out for his next role. He'd be like, oh "I need God. five weeks in my contract. I need five weeks in between movies so that I can pickle my liver." Uh, the other one was uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died before that one was released in theaters too. They they had to do some uh, Paul Walker. <laughs> CGI in that one. Paul Walker died before mm-hmm. one of that those. Fast and the Furious movie was released. Oh, Paul Walker was so handsome. He what a great guy. He, seemed, <laughs> fucking he no seems idea. like a nice guy. He it's so like, related. He didn't seem like the type to to be anti-free speech and all about abstinence education. <laughs> but who knows? So Back to Caitlin Ryan. These are the four things <laughs> that she's planned to try to get. Now, these are grown-ups who could do pretty much anything they want. They could go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, or the Canadian version of Vegas. They could have even just have a couple of wine cups of wine. Mm-hmm. Nope. Girl movie marathon. Crafts. Not the face, craft. Face Crafts. painting. Face painting. These face are adults. Paint. Not masks. Adults. Face painting. Cotton candy. This is what an adult who lives in Los Angeles, California, with a television show all of her own, gifted to her by the famous filmmaker Kevin Smith, had on her docket for what to do to cheer her best friend up. And excuse me, I think I got her age wrong because I think they're all 34 now. And as a 35-year-old, what? <laughs> Like, no sex pyramids? <laughs> there is no trickle-down cum anywhere near this. So I, Manny, never, I haven't thought about cotton candy as an adult. Like, I'm sorry. Also, face painting. Are, we, are they sure we're not talking about masks and they just got the words wrong? I, I, we I don't, don't know. know. We don't know. So, Manny 
back at it, back on her horse, back on her dick horse is saying, let's get a male stripper. <laughs> and Caitlin, Emma's like, no, 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 no. Caitlin loves the idea. Let's get a male stripper. So they do it. And they have this big party and Spike is finally out of her shell. She's feeling good. She's having a couple of cocktails. She there doesn't is even candy. look like she's having that much fun. I know, she's really not. <laughs> There's cotton candy all over the place. Everybody's getting their face painted. They're not. That's just a joke. And the strippers come and this, so they're coming in and the stripper comes in wheeling a, a chocolate cake or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he takes off his chef's hat and he looks <laughs> He looks like a uh, snake. snake. <laughs> we Except forgot like to with say, hair. We forgot to say that before this, they have like a hangout night and Spike isn't very fun, but she's with her girls because baby Jack no longer exists. I don't know what happened to this child. No mention in this episode, but Manny lives here permanently at this point. Yeah, because she is a whore because she wants to be mm-hmm. an actress. Yeah, actresses are whores. So, um... I feel like we're not supposed to say that word, but I'm sorry. So I apologize. The W word. I apologize in advance for saying that. Sex word. And the G word, gals. (laughs) I did say gals. I've said a lot of bad (laughs) things. Gals I have no problem with. (laughs) Does someone have a problem with gals? I think it's like a more demeaning term. I think like old, like uh, timey men will be like, oh, look at these gals over here. Like it's a demeaning kind of a thing. I like, like gal pals. I like gal. Gal is fine. Girls, young lady, those are a little iffy. But girls is okay if it, they are. Yeah, if there people. are children, yes, it's allowed. I wouldn't call like a someone as old as you. <laughs> the old maid over here. <laughs> you hear? I'm in the kissing affair. I'm the nosy Everybody. one that told the wife about the kissing affair. The nosy neighbor played by Rachel Ichinowski. <laughs> The kissing affair. <laughs> Gonna get my Catherine Hepburn voice down. I love Catherine Hepburn. She's, She's wonderful. Marvelous. Um, Spencer so, Tracy was such a fucking alcohol. <laughs> God bless him. Before before that, um, Snake comes back because Snake had. Oh, this was mm-hmm. a rough one. Snake had received the anniversary present that he got for Spike. So he still decided to bring it over to her on their anniversary, even though they weren't talking. But seemed iffy to me. He saw Caitlin. He didn't know Caitlin was coming. He's like, oh, California graced us with a little ray of sunshine. Mm -hmm. And then she called him Archie. Mm. Ah, poor snake. I mean, not poor snake. He shouldn't have had a kissing affair with uh, (laughs) Miss Hatsulokas. Kissing affair. It got me. <laughs> Why? Joan Crawford, fresh from beating a children, starring in the kissing affair. Bing Crosby and Joan Crawford, two famous oh, children a- beaters. <laughs> is, it a, is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> in the Christmas classic. <laughs> it's a white kissing affair. Who beat up their children more this week? Oh man. So yeah, Snake Snake brings by this gift, which is like a sapphire necklace necklace. Necklace? Necklace. Catherine Hepper and Spencer Tracy were like the uh, They were married, them. right? Yeah, for like forever. Yeah. So and who was um, fucking jacked up on booze? She was cool with that. 
Am I saying Spencer? Is that right, Spencer? Yeah, Spencer Tracy was a terrible alcoholic. I don't know. I don't know a lot of the... You watched a lot more uh, Turner Classics than I did. <laughs> I love the Turner Classics. You got all those in-between movies, important bits. I love them. What was the old host's name? Robert Osborne here. Thank you. My best friend, Liza Minnelli. He was his best friends with Liza Minnelli. Did you know that? Robert mm-hmm. Osborne. Yeah. He failed to report for filming on Marie Galante in June 1934 and was found, found in, in a hotel bathtub. room, yeah. virtually unconscious after a two-week binge. So yeah, it was him. God bless. But he died on June 10th, 1967. And How old a man was he? He was... 67. That's not so old. It's not it's so old, young. but it's not so young either um but he uh he died before that movie came out guess who's coming to dinner there you go so snake brings this necklace over <laughs> <laughs> and it's spike's birthstone and she's a little sad about it and then so just wrapping all of this into one neat bow, Caitlin says to her something later about like I thought you said it was over and I was like so you're going to throw away a marriage a three-year marriage with someone that you've known for years who is the father of your child and the stepfather to your daughter that you had as a teenager with someone who's in a mental institution. In in Stouffville. In Stouffville. Over a kiss? Over a kiss with Hatsu? Well, she's not necessarily, but Caitlin is really like egging her on to well, do Caitlin, so. Caitlin said, you said it's over. And then she's like, but I'm still in love with him. And I was like, of course you fucking are. You're pissed off at him. But like, that doesn't mean you don't love him anymore. Yeah, they're going to put the pieces they just of this needed relationship to talk about it instead of what they did. But you know, whatever. They're only 34. So they just don't understand. They don't have the wise years of 35. I'll tell you all the kids all across the land. You don't I mean, need to argue, parents just don't understand. They didn't have time for therapy like I did because they had all these other ridiculous things like cancer and like a teenage <laughs> pregnancy to deal with. <laughs> Who's got time for therapy then? I guess nobody. So that's how it ends. That's the end of the B story. Caitlin Ryan telling her to move on and Spike saying, I can't move on just yet. But also, yeah. Spike does throw that necklace in the garbage she does she also says again speaking about the lines that sound like they might be recorded later one of the things she says is that he's contemplating his navel somewhere (laughs) it was just like this doesn't sound accurate at all they were just like what does it look like she's saying with her lips let's try that nobody talks like that yeah but it's navel gazing you don't contemplate it yeah 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 well, you know, what are you going to do? Rachel. It's no Sud Sutherland masterpiece. That's all I'm saying. It's not. It was not a Sud Sutherland masterpiece. We can agree on that, but it was mm-hmm. still pretty good. So we rate the episodes on we a do. scale of one to 10 by how mm-hmm. much they go there. By one means it goes there the least, like nothing controversial mm-hmm. happened. Nothing even interesting happened. And 10 meaning it goes there the most. What an episode. We all say, oh my goodness, I can't believe how much the, 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 the controversy was, uh, Shook. Mm-hmm. Right? It was shook. Shaking the controversy. Mm-hmm. So, Rachel, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rank episode 514 I against I? 
I wrote down an arbitrary number because I was like, it's not a steering steering wheel episode. No, because so it's, it's not that fun. No. So then I was like, maybe it's middle of the road. Maybe it's a five, but even a five feels like high. It's just that this whole, the the punch really got me. Yeah. In a, in a go there way or just in like a fun, you liked it way? Both. Oh, um, okay. Maybe it's a four. Yeah, I mean it. It tackles subjects, especially with like the we need to take over the school thing. Mm-hmm. Feels very take back our school. Feels very like what's happening right now. So mm-hmm. that felt like pretty prescient to me, but it didn't really like go there so much. Like it wasn't yeah. like oh my god, I can't even believe this happened. So I'm gonna say like, what did you say? A three? I'll a say four. A, th- a three. I'm gonna say a three. Okay. It goes there. A three. It's a fine. It was a pretty decent episode, I guess. What you don't think male strippers brings it up to a four? No. They're serving sushi and like rocking their hips back and forth. No. No, those male strippers were goofy looking. They were really goofy looking. But I guess that's what you can hire last minute from the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all college students who are just trying to pay their way. They'll Manny, get in that sex pyramid if they have to. They will. Manny was ready for it. Oh, she was stoked. Are you allowed to have underage children there when the strippers come? <laughs> they don't really do and take anything. You see like maybe a butt and a thong. It's all True. in good fun. True. It's all in good fun. I mean, if they fuck. Maybe. That's a problem. So, Pat, yeah, in these right. episodes, mm-hmm. we like to highlight one of the characters, one of the Degrassians, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For being the best. Just simply the best. The best that I can hear what I say to you. That kind of best. I know I can make it. Who got you through this episode? You spoiled it earlier. Marco Del Rossi punching that mm-hmm. guy right in the mm-hmm. square in the kisser. For me, he was yeah. leaving a sex club wearing belts, weird belts, going mm-hmm. to see stupid movies, mm-hmm. fucking punching a dude, slapping the shit out of a fucking bigot. Mm hmm. I was all about Marco Del Rossi in this episode. Wearing a hat over a bandana. Oh, it's a lot. That's a give me some ball. Give me some ball. Give me some ball. More of that. Easy pick for me, Marco Marco Del Rossi. Mine would have been an easy pick because I was thinking, especially with that hit, I was like Marco, Marco all the way. And then funny how you've railed against violence on this show in the past. I know. Here you are, just fucking when it's on my side when i agree i'm like yeah fuck that guy hit him in the face yeah Um, i agree it it should i was definitely all for marco but then something threw a wrench in the plan a marco something in the face you show me you are man someone threw a wrench like a mario or luigi threw their plumber wrench right in that plan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not Mr. Del Rossi because he's not in this episode. Um, but no, but he's he's that, forever MVP. By the end, I was like, I think I have to give it to Spinner. Because even though Spinner is kind of an idiot in a lot of this, um, there's something where I'm like, this is really a Spinner episode, and I really feel for him by the end. And like he he was against what Linus was saying, but then tried to be a part of the team and tried to make it work and then stood up for himself and his own beliefs when he realized like, wait, this isn't right. And I was like, I think what Marco did was fucking amazing. And that punch was so, it was so 
So pizza man. Cathartic. Yeah, it was so cathartic. But like Marco didn't have like a huge arc in this. Like he's a big part of it, but he didn't have a change or anything like that. And so that's why he's I had more to go the with catalyst. I had to go with Spinner for this episode. I but love it. But it's really like the two of them together make this episode. Spinner is and the snake lookalike uh, stripper also. He was pretty great, actually. The snake lookalike stripper is pretty funny, <laughs> to be fair. Because as soon as it, as soon as that guy took I was his like, hat off, snake. I knew. Oh, it's oh, that's what they're doing here. I knew immediately what was happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Spinner is becoming a very like nuanced character. He's going mm-hmm. through a lot. He's trying to figure it out. And he's doing his best. God damn, you just, and you guy. feel for him. Mike Lobel's still around here at different <laughs> department stores, like ogling teenagers. Yeah. Oh, Mike Lobel. So yeah, that's our whole episode. We only oh, did geez. it in two hours. Mm. I'm sorry, Brumans. I think it might have been good. I don't know. If we'll we do out. a Patreon, we should be like, if you enter into this denomination this tier will record a special version of an episode that's under 60 minutes <laughs> and only about degrassi <laughs> uh, the, the broomheads love what we do that's why they're here they're here for the for the bullshit yeah and i mean you know we're all home all the time i mean i'm behind on my podcast but props to everyone who's still listening to them thank you thank you for being there for us yeah, thank you we love you. You're not, none of you are Linuses. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, if you want to write us an email, you can write us at every episode ver at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. You can mm-hmm. find us on Facebook at Deem Podcast. If you want to leave a good review, you can do so on iTunes. This is great. We're always happy to be here. Do this for, for, uh, for ourselves and for you, the broomheads. We love you. Mm-hmm. Every one of you damn broomheads. You're the best. Broomheads, we'll see you next week. Mm, we will. Bye. Well, we won't see you, but I you'll mean, hear us. You'll hear us. We see each other. You don't get to see us. That's a special privilege. <laughs> that's that's for the $100 million tier. Yeah, Patreon. All right, Broomheads. See you later, dogs. We love you. Bye.